Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, good Saturday afternoon here at Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, sales business owners with resources plus community to make kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group, uh, where we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, and small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At the Samurai Business Group, we're here to put the win back in your sales. And boy, do I have a special guest today. Uh, I have to tell you, I met a gentleman uh, several months ago through another radio podcast program that I'm very near and dear to down in, Cal- in Florida. And I, the first conversation I had with this gentleman, I thought, wow, wow. So I'd like to introduce you to Christopher Gomez. He is the CEO of Spirit Consulting. That ought to tell you something right there. Uh, Located here in Oak Brook, Illinois. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Bob. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and the radio show today. So excited to be able to uh, dig deep with you on building the kingdom it's literally one of my favorite topics that I could possibly ever talk about. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, also give a shout out to the Samurai Business Group. Uh, the work that you're doing is is amazing, Bob. That's so exciting. So just happy to be here with you today. Yeah. And Chris, I want to also mention to our, our, uh, our listeners out there, you have a podcast that I've been listening to, and I've been very encouraged and excited by that. You really inspired me. Uh, you know, doing a show, I know how tough it is, you know, putting this stuff together. So congratulations on yours. Uh, hey, let's just, let's let the audience know a little bit about your background. Uh, did you come out a bouncing baby Christian boy? <laughs> uh, that's an awesome question. So yeah, I was uh, raised a cradle Catholic here in the Southwest suburbs of Chicago. And uh, for the first 10 years of my life was uh, we, we, you know, we, we were your traditional Catholic family where you go to mass on Sunday and, and kind of that was the, the peak of, of the religion throughout the week. We didn't really, we prayed before meals, but not necessarily like specific times that our family would pray together. But I, I do want to note though, that, you know, now being, um, awakened in the gifting of prophecy, I do recognize that as a boy, I would hear God's voice all the time. Wow. Especially like at at night, I would, he would give me visions of what he wanted me to do. And these were just like little fun things that he would, whether it would be like starting a band and having my brother play bass for the band or, you know, um, creating rafts and, and doing, you know, trekking down uh, 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 a, a creek at our house, like just little things like that, you know, playing certain games the next day and just like feeling that energy and pulse on my heart at night and then just being like, you know, waking up and being like, okay, I, I've got the game plan for the day and this is what we got to do. And, you know, not recognizing back then that that's what it was, but now, you know, being more mature in my faith, 
being able to see it for what it was. And then unfortunately, um, you know, my, my father publicly, you know, kind of admits that he struggled mightily with alcoholism and that flowed through both myself and my five siblings. We've all had our, our bouts with it. And so basically from 10 to 30, fell away from the kingdom and had no part of it. And then at 30, uh, Jesus sent uh, an angel of the Lord to basically break into my life. And I was just, I wasn't an atheist at that point, Bob. I was, I would probably describe myself as a nun, you know, no organized religion and getting home from work, still wearing suits at that time and, and just taking off my suits and, and just a regular old day. No one was home in the house at that moment. And, and basically, as I looked over on the bed, there is like, you know, like the void of life. And, and I just hear like God speaking to me through my soul saying, Christopher, I love you. And I need you to come back to the faith. I need you to come back to my church. Well, my, wow. my, uh, my wife at the time was uh, worshiping at Christ Church of Oak Brook, a non-denominational Protestant church. And thank God. Mm -hmm that that was my landing space because I didn't even know the difference between Protestant, Catholic, or any denominations. I just saw, okay, Christ wants me to come back to the church. It's Christ church. So I would simplify go. it and just go back there. But thank, you know, thankfully I did because, you know, they had like awesome praise and worship music. They have like coffee. They've got great fellowship. And like comparative to my experience growing up in the Catholic church where it's very like, you know, just quiet when you walk in due to the reverence of, of the presence right. of God, like just yeah. not as, as, as just having some of those elements that really resonated with me. Yeah. And so it just started really, that was the first time in my life that I, I, it was just basically putting God first and, and growing in our Christian faith in that way. That's awesome, Chris. I, I, you know, that is a, a glorious day when that happens, right? <laughs> when things start to happen, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, I'm sure that you had to wade into that a little bit, but uh, you know, what from from that point on, then how you know what transcended for you that really got you and saying, "Hey, look, you know, this is I'm I'm all in." Yeah. So I would say that you know, like there was like many baptisms in the fire of the Holy Spirit in listening to praise and worship music and weeping, you know, experiencing Christ like in those moments. Mm -hmm. But then my brother actually convinced me to attend a, a Catholic men's conference and went to just been was able to go through a confession or repentance of sin. And it, that had been the first time in in, uh, you know, over 20 years. And then and then there was a follow up event a couple days after that. And they had praise and worship uh, in front of the Blessed Sacrament of the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. And as I was kneeling on my knees, I just felt the presence of God through the Eucharist and was weeping for like an hour straight, just ugly crying, <laughs> like not even caring at all who was, you know, looking at me at that moment, just being so enraptured by Jesus's love, as I would imagine that a lot of like, demons and lots of pain, emotional pain that I had been going through for that period just were like being wiped off of me. And the, wow. the analogy of people haven't had that experience, I love to give this analogy and I forward them on, on social media whenever I see them. So you right. have this image of, of basically like a little kid in the classroom or a little kid somewhere. And they're, they're like in the moment. So, cause kids are so present and et cetera. And then all of a sudden, like it pans over 
and and you see basically like their parent in just full on military uniform and then they scroll back to the 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 kid and like they they aren't like recognizing that their their parent who they haven't seen in a while is in the room and then they finally see them they lock eyes and that little kid is just like boom bob joy is just piercing yeah. onto their <laughs> face and then like we while watching that like our hearts can't handle that so we usually start tearing up and so that's that's how i would describe the baptism in the fire of the holy spirit because when you when you first surrender your life to jesus and he pours his love into your life it's just too much like our hearts cannot yep. handle that much love and basically it's like putting a, a hose inside of a, <laughs> a, a, a flower base because it, it just pours over and then waterworks yeah. are just all over the place. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Hey, you know, Chris, I love something that you filled out and shared with me, that quote that you came up with. Why don't you share that with our audience? Yeah, so it's basically like put your trust in God because he will never disappoint you for anything that you ever need, ever. And, and really that has been kind of like since coming into the kingdom, Bob, that has been my mantra. Like Jesus has just provided all of my needs. And, you know, that's not to say like, oh, it's just been this bubbly experience where there's nothing ever wrong, et cetera. But, you know, we we definitely uh, experiences, you know, he invites us into the cross and we have to go through our sufferings. Um, but I just found that even through those sufferings, man, what great intimacy that you're able to get uh, through that suffering. And then lastly, you know, just talking about our needs, like, you know, he is our good, good father and has an abundance, an abundant life that he can provide for us. And he knows our needs better than us. So, you know, oftentimes we think that when we're praying and, and prayers aren't being answering, being answered, that's actually a good thing because, you know, again, God provides for all of our needs, and there's nothing that He can't provide for. And yep, so, yeah, I, I just, amen. I, <laughs> yeah, amen, I just brother. Into that for for the audience right now. That if there, you know, if if there's any people that are listening to this podcast and you feel like you've been struggling in a certain way, like I just offer the opportunity to just hit your knees and be like, God, you know, I'm sick of trying to control. And that I just offer this, my life, I offer whatever struggle, whatever suffering, because it is so much more enjoyable when you've got Jesus at the helm versus trying to control and run everything yourself. Uh, amen. Boy, I tell you, you said a mouthful. You know, folks, when we come back, though, we're going to dive into uh, this epiphany that Chris had. He, he he crossed over, he came back to the Lord. But more importantly, as that is, is what did that mean for him as he went forward and particularly, how did he bring his faith into his business? So I think that that's obviously the theme of what we're talking about. How do we really walk this in our business and in his leadership? He's a young leader, uh, and I really inspired the, the fact that any young leaders out there, any of you folks that are listening that have uh, you know, a child or a, uh, a people that you know or acquaintances that you know, uh, you know, encourage them. Uh, to listen to Chris's story here because it's really a terrific story. We're going to be right back with my special guest, Chris Gomez. He's a CEO of Spirit Consulting, and we're going to have some special gifts to give away too. So you're going to want to stay tuned uh, as we learn more about Chris and Chris's business and how he takes and lives and walks out his faith at business. And also a little bit, we're going to tease you a little, little bit about his podcast too. So we're going to be back with you here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Christopher Gomez. He's the CEO of Spirit Consulting. And we want to get into that a bit here as to what Spirit Consulting is. And uh, it's a relatively new business. So, Chris, you know, uh, obviously the name would seem to resonate as far as uh, you come into faith and all that. But why don't you share with our audience um, when did that happen and how did you start to really see your business as a ministry? Yeah, great question. So, so yeah, the, to give you the background story on that, um, I basically, you know, about a year into being in the kingdom and living with Jesus, I had a vision to start a ministry called Catholic Sports Camps. And uh, at the time, we, I just, I was showering before work one day, and and I just see this vision play out where where my dad's hockey camp that he was running was just seeing that play live. And then at the end of the vision, there's a sea of people and a pulpit. And I'm walking up to the pulpit to address the people. And I'm like, wow, that's wild. Like I've, I've never had a like an open vision, like something like that before. That's crazy. So so then I tell my brother this vision and he like gets white in the face, Bob. And I'm like, Rick, like, I, you know, we're, we're, two, we're the fifth and sixth kids in our family. So we are right. like two peas in a pod. So I know him better than himself. So he starts getting weird. I'm like, what's going on, man? I'm reading him. And he's like, I literally had the exact same vision. Oh, my in, goodness. <laughs> while praying like three months ago. But because I have four kids, I'm in the middle of busy season as a public accountant. I didn't say no. I said maybe. So he's like, clearly it's a yes at this point. And uh, so so in essence, we start running that 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 ministry. And it was spirit hockey camp. OK. And it was. It was great, but you know what we started to see is we had a baseball camp, we had a hockey camp, we had a soccer camp, and we're all running them as independent nonprofits. And I was like, guys, you know, with my business background, I was still working for my father as an executive recruiter while serving on this board. And I was like, I think that we're missing the opportunity to leverage economies of scale and blend this all into one organization instead of running these three independents. Mm -hmm. And uh, so everyone had agreed. And then we rebranded that ministry from like Spirit Hockey Camp, the Mike Sweeney Catholic Baseball Camp, the the Catholic Soccer Camp into Catholic Sports Camps. And so then in essence, this is the foundation. And the reason I tell you, you're probably like, well, how does this relate to Spirit Consulting? Well, I'm right about to get there, Bob. So the (laughs) last one of the one of the meetings that we had in 2018 we're walking into one of the board meetings and my brother kind of looks at me and he, he tells like, we're contemplating like the rebranding efforts. And he like tells me like, here's what's going to happen. Like we're going to rename this nonprofit Catholic sports camps. And then our business that we're going to form is going to be spirit consulting. Oh, wow. And I was like, and like, as soon as he said that, Bob, I felt like the Holy spirit just absolutely wrecking me fireworks going off in my bloodstream, like, you know, all the, the, the tingles of the Holy Spirit. And I just knew that this was what Jesus wanted. And uh, so, so yeah, so in essence had to, you know, for a long time. So I launched that business. I launched Spirit Consulting, bought out my book of business from my father in, in November of 2018. 
And, you know, I, you know, you asked me the question in the first segment of like, well, how did you realize that business was ministry? And I would tell you that right off the get go, I did not like I thought ministry was ministry, business was business, and yep. basically they're separate. You got it. But it, Jesus had to break me of that because I, I almost ran the business into the ground because I was so focused on ministry of fundraising for the for the nonprofit that spirit consulting was kind of like, you know, my, my the second thought. And it wasn't <laughs> until my friends kind of came in in the summer of 2019 and were like, hey, Christopher, you know, you've you like you you have this business that you're up and rolling like you're about to get engaged like you probably need to just really zone in on the business and and they saw like all the stress in my face from trying to fundraise for a nonprofit and in addition to running a business so luckily i was able to just pass those duties over to them and then in essence really like zone into my business and then as i was like really like for the first time fo solely focused on my business where I just started to recognize that Jesus was working on me to, you know, do ministry within business, Bob. Yeah, that's great, Chris. I love it. And and what a change what it had to be for you, right? So when you, when you feel that tingling sensation, just feel that, did you see or feel the Holy Spirit come rising up in you also that you were going to dedicate the business to, to the Lord? Yeah, I mean, the, the Spirit Consulting the short term is spirit consulting. The long term is Holy Spirit consulting. You know, there so, you go. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's been dedicated to the Lord from the get go. But I guess what I, what I'm saying when I'm saying like you know doing ministry at work, it's like you know our 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 tagline and our vision is to inspire people to virtuous leadership. Right. And one of the phrases, but that I love by St. Francis that a lot of people misquote is that, you know, preach the gospel all day and when necessary, use words. Yeah. And so it's like in like the way that we inspire people to virtuous leadership while consulting is just being the virtuous leader, you know, doing things different that your traditional business person that isn't sold out for the gospel isn't going to do. So, you know, you're like, okay, well, that's kind of vague. Break that down to like a tangible level. Well, for instance, like we had just uh, unfortunately made the decision that that it was in both like working through a performance improvement plan with one of my direct reports that it just wasn't going to work out for this individual. And and, you know, most organizations would say like, OK, here's your notice, like you're gone immediately. But because he was still providing value, we were like, look, you know, I love you, Richard. I think that you're a great employee, a great friend. Unfortunately, just this isn't the role and we don't have one in for you. So we created an offboarding plan over a month long period wow. where most, you know, most, most places would just say, okay, here's your, this is your notice and you're out of here. And, uh, you know, and it's not like, okay, just letting someone show up, like just basically just be dragging on the bottom line. Like we had set the right. expectation that as long as he's performing and producing that that's fine. But in essence, like, like that we are giving him the time to be able to, you know, still be working for us and then also be looking for his next gig. Right. And that plays right into, <clears throat> let's let the listeners know, what is this business? What is Spirit Consulting? Who are the, what are your products and services? Yeah. So we are an executive search and human resources consulting organization, and we predominantly um, solve three issues. One, we help organizations fill complex executive searches. We strengthen work cultures 
And we also coach executives to higher performance. And mm-hmm. we predominantly do that within two industries, both the healthcare industry, namely, uh, when I say healthcare, I'm talking about healthcare services. So, you know, right. those organizations that uh, manage a lot of different hospitals. So Duke right. University Health System in North Carolina is one of our, our leading clients. And then we also work within the nonprofit industry and okay. Ronald McDonald House Charities, the charity side of McDonald's Corporation is an, is another client as well. Okay. Well, that's, oh, wow. Two big ones, buddy. That's, that's great. Uh, you know, the, uh, what are you, so if you're targeting clients right now, it sounds like it's the healthcare segment. That's what your where your expertise is. And then also not for profits, right? That is correct. Yep. Yeah. And filling executive positions. So what kind of positions would that be like? So our audience knows uh, you are the go-to for those kind of positions. Ooh, I love that. Thank you, Bob. So those positions are in it, like for Ronald McDonald House Charities, we traditionally get into involved in finding their number one seat. So the executive director, the person that's running the nonprofit. Um, And usually like the executive search model has been built on the philosophy that it's usually at the director level and above because we want to be able to fill that leadership role that then has a team so that we're not when you fill a candidate gets hired from you then they turn around and and then use you to help them build out their team and if you go too low then in essence then you're not necessarily in the executive search space and then in the healthcare space you know it's anywhere you know director level and above from working in operations, revenue cycle, finance, marketing. I, I really, really love operations just because I have an operational heart myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just find that I connect the best with, you know, like sales, marketing, operations people. So those are also people that when you go into an organization to, uh, to uh, provide them your services, those are the people you're targeting to talk to also? Uh, that is correct. Yes. That correct. that basically will hire you also, right? So any of you listeners out there in the healthcare sector, and you really need a top-notch uh, recruiting firm that not only does the recruiting and puts people in place, but also they also have work psychology services too. So we're going to get into that a little bit deeper next uh, segment, Chris. I want them. I want to kind of fill this out a little bit more, and then really dig into uh, you know your philosophy about how you really use your business as a you know faith-based business and how. Also, it, uh, reflective in your podcast, and we'll get into that a little bit too, some of the guests that you have on. And I, I think that is really fabulous because, like I said, I've had the opportunity to listen to several of your podcasts, and I think they're terrific. Um, when we come back, folks, what we're going to do, though, I'm going to tease you a little bit. Chris has got a couple special offers, so what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to text me at 312-210-0603, and he is going to uh, give you uh, links to his podcast, Lit- uh, Leading Virtuously. And then we're going to come back after this in the next segment and give you a, a cu- another one that he's going to give you, too. So stay tuned. We're going to be back here with... Christopher Gomez, the CEO of Spirit Consulting. But uh, listen, you got to get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. We have lots of resources out there. I got a big goodie bag here. So you have to text me at 312-210-0603 so that I can, and the word goodies, G-O-D-I-E-S, because I got a big bag of goodies and I'm trying, I'd love to be giving those away. So I want you to take and text me at 312-210-0603, keyword goodies. And I'll make sure that you get something from our goodie bag here, okay? 
also, get out there and check out SamuraiBusinessGroup.com. That's my firm and how we might be able to help people that are looking for uh, advancing their sales, uh, growing their sales, all those kind of things. Uh, we have a lot of stuff out there that we can do. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my special guest, Christopher Gomez, the CEO of Spirit Consulting. And if you missed the first part, boy, I'll tell you, fasten your seatbelt because we've got even better stuff coming here because we're going to dig into uh, the Spirit Consulting and Chris's business, how God led him into it. And also uh, tell you a little bit more about a couple of the stories that he shared with me about um, how he's really incorporated in his business, how he's how he conducts some of his meetings, uh, how God has inspired him to lift other people up. But Chris, let's uh, let's dig in here a little bit with uh, Spirit Consulting now. And it, it was formed in nineteen, or was it eighteen that you formed it? It was formed in twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, and that's about the time when you were coming to the Lord, right? No, I came to the Lord in 2015. Oh, okay, right. And then all the con- uh, conglomeration with your family and everything else. So uh, during that time and when you really start to think about the uh, business as a ministry, uh, share with our audience, what are some of the things that you started to incorporate in, um, in, in the business that uh, was helping other people realize that you were uh, you know, a, Christ- a child of Christ? Yeah, great question. So right off the get-go, our original tagline for Spirit Consulting was heal the soul, enlighten your business. Because for me, that was truth that I knew, that once I had to move out of a lot of uh, you know strongholds, mental strongholds that I had been in living, not, a virtu- not in a virtuous way in lifestyle, once a lot of that fell, I just saw that business picked up significantly because business is all about relationships. So if you're living a wholesome and virtuous life, you're going to be able to do so much more in business because the relationships are going to be more fruitful and be deeper. Um, So that, that was one. The second thing is, you know, when we launched out and our mission was to heal the soul, enlighten your business, we were just straight up evangelizing through business and being like not, not unapologetic for it. And we got tons and tons of persecutions from that. And and the revelation that I had there, Bob, is that in essence, like when you are able to um, list a more secular lens as the way that you show up in the world, you have the ability to actually be accepted into more circles and then therefore then bring Christ's light into that that you may not be able to enter into if you're just continually just hammering people with Jesus right off the get-go. Now, this is from a, a business perspective, and right. that's that's allowed me to build some great relationships and lead people to the Lord as well. Yeah, and, and that also uh, is how you've gotten some of your guests on the podcast too, right? Correct, correct. I mean, traditionally, we're, we're looking for Christian leaders within healthcare and within the nonprofit industries. Those are kind of the two veins of the people that we bring into the podcast as well. And then, you know, to answer your, to go back to your original question about, well, how do you bring Christ to the workplace? And so for right. me, that that looks like we start every Monday morning. The first thing that I do when I come into uh, the office is I have a whole company is invited to it 
And we, it's an optional prayer, but we pray for an hour from nine to 10 o'clock in the morning on Mondays. And we, mm-hmm. I invite every single employee of Spirit Consulting to attend. And then we basically just pray as a group. So we pray blessings over the families. We pray blessings over the business. And we just ask God for direction of what he wants, surrendering our week to him and allowing him to whatever he wants us to execute, that that's what we will do. And that just has brought so much uh, blessing to me personally and to the business as well, Bob. Yeah. How the how the employees, uh, you know, react to that? Yeah, you know, I, I used to basically pray before all of my staff meetings. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of sensed, like, especially since when I first launched, I was, like, really trying to create, like, a Christian culture. Right. And then as I started to, like, basically recognize that, like, God wanted me to bring all walks of life into the business. Right. Then realizing that if I'm forcing prayer on them, that they may not gravitate to that. So, again making it optional so that they have the opportunity to do that. But then again, like, you know, in business, we have to share our lives uh, with one another. And there's just so many different, you know, when you're, when you're committed to a lifestyle of evangelist street evangelization and believing God to do miracle signs and wonders, when you lean into them, there's just going to be wild stories to share where yeah. some people are like, Oh yeah, we got together as a family over the weekend. I was like, Oh, awesome. I had this guy crying in my arms over the weekend at the Skokie courthouse. And they're like, what? You know? And, then, wow. and uh, so, yeah, just, it just creates some yeah, share uh, with us a, a story about the uh, a girl you were closing and prayer and the young lady that you uh, basically were recruiting and, and something changed there for her. Yeah. So basically we had a call. So she was interviewing for a job for one of my clients and the client had turned her down. And so she wanted to know why. And so we had a call to basically recalibrate as to how she can improve for future opportunities. And, and I didn't know while interviewing her that she was a sister in Christ, but as we were kind of talking, it just became known, you know, some language, whether you say blessing or like, okay, well, God bless you, whatever. It it just, I knew that she was a sister in Christ. So I was like, well, do you mind if before we kind of close out that, that we pray here? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. So, so I prayed and I felt like the Lord was telling me that he wanted me to tell her that like, don't worry about this, that this is where she was supposed to be called in the first place, but that he's got her back and that he's got a like basically a new opportunity that's coming into her life. And, and so, you know, Bob, when you when you pray with people and you prophesy to people, you know, you just kind of move on with your day. It's kind of hard when you do it frequently to be able to check in on, keep a log on every single one of them. Well, anyways, she then wrote me a note. I got a letter to the office that said this, like maybe a couple, like two to three weeks after. Chris, I wanted to connect back and thank you for the connection. I believe in destiny is always lived by Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. Ultimately, the path to go to your client wasn't in God's plan. However, it showed me again, he aims the details of my life, including the moment you chose to pray over me. I knew in that moment God was speaking and what was meant to be would come to light. Well, three days later, my boss gave me a promotion. <laughs> Thank you for your light and please keep in touch. Sincerely. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. You know, you also shared with me how you ministered to a man and his two friends in Skokie. Why don't you share that story quickly? Yeah, so we we were we were all gathering for the Anointed Life, that community that I said I'm a part of, for right. their annual uh, retreat. 
And so we were going to do street evangelization at the Skokie Courthouse. Well, as my wife and I are pulling into the courthouse, we recognize that <clears throat> there's a broken down car right in front of it. And I was like, I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, here's your first assignment. So my wife and I, like, we don't even go up to our friends to go to the retreat where we go right to those people. And I'm just like, hey, brothers, like, what's going on? Is everything okay? And these guys were, you could tell that they've been living a hard life. They had face tattoos and and they, you know, they just looked like they, they needed some serious help. And so they, they let us know that their car had been broken down. I was like, oh, no problem. Like, well, you know, where do you guys need a ride to? You guys need some oil, whatever? Like, let's go do it. So we go give them a ride. And we're just like loving on them. Meanwhile, I'm witnessing about my own 20 years in darkness and all the hard right. things that I went through. Their, their hearts are just hungering for more. And so right. then we get back. And they're like, they're like, how can we repay you? And I was just like, my wife's like, let us pray for you. So we pray with them. And the Holy Spirit is just like flowing on this guy. And he's like starting to like, what's going on? Like, oh, why am I tingly? Like, what's happening here? And we're like, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about it. So so later we then go to the retreat and we say goodbye. Later when we're going to leave for lunch, this was like first thing in the morning, nine o'clock. Yeah. Later when we're going to leave for lunch at noon, we realize that they're still there. And we and all the people go to like pray over their car that it would be healed and resurrected in Jesus's name. Well, it's not. And and it's still leaking oil like massively. So I was like, well, how are you going to get this out of here? And he's like, I've got negative six dollars to my name. I have no idea. I was like, oh, OK, no problem. We'll pay for your tow truck. And and that's going to be fine. And now he's like, what? Like, why? Why would you do like he just like can't get it in his head as like being loved by, you know, just like letting God oh, love him love through it. my heart. I love it. So stories, then we man. start, we're like, okay, let, let us lay hands on you and pray over you. So we start to do that. And then now he's basically weeping hard, like experiencing God's love so hard. And, and my wife prophesies that he's supposed to be going to school. And he's like, at the end of it, he's like, like, where do you guys go to church? Where, where do you go to church? Like, I, like basically, I want to go. If this is what it. church is like, that's I where I want to be. Meanwhile, uh, our friends are ministering to the guy that's in the in the front seat, and he also is just weeping yeah. like a baby, experiencing God's love. So cool. yeah, it was just incredible. I love it, Chris. Hey, real quick, what words of wisdom? Now that you are uh, you know in, involved with your faith and everything, like what words of wisdom would you've given to your younger self? Real quick. Oh, so easy. Hit your knees. And surrender your life to God. Mm. Stop trying to control. So many of us struggle, even Christians. Mm-hmm. We we are still, there's still, even me to my, to this day, I right. still have elements of my life that I'm still recognizing that I'm trying to control. Yep. And so, but if God is really going to enter in and flood into our lives, we have to surrender. And yep. so I would just say, Christopher, stop trying to control. Life can be so much easier if you surrender to God, get healed up with the power of the Holy Spirit, and to really start to be flowing. Because, you know, honestly, Bob, as you know, there's nothing more fun than living a life with Jesus. You got it, buddy. Let go and let God, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, I told you we're going to have a, a, another special uh, offering, and that is a keyword LVP. You want to text me at 312-210-0603. And uh, Christopher will, will supply you with a URL for uh, prophetic praise. So that is something that you definitely want to go out there and check out. 
Obviously, you've had just a little taste of that here with Chris today. He's on fire for the Lord, and boy, he brings it, I'll tell you. So again, get out there and check us out uh, every Saturday noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Hope for your life. And we're going to be back. And Christopher and I are going to, we got, you got to come back because we have a roundtable round we're going to do here. And we have a mystery subject. Okay. So you got to come back to find out what the mystery subject is. And we might have a couple other giveaways for you too. So come back, stay with us. We're going to be right back with my special guest, Christopher Gomez, and that mystery roundtable subject. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here for our roundtable with my special guest, Christopher Gomez. And I'm going to let Chris tell you what that subject is. What are we going to do, Chris? Yeah, well, thank you, Bob. I think if you look in every area of life, you will see that there is toxicity in leadership in just every avenue that you could possibly look into the social sphere, the political sphere, the religious sphere, et cetera. The world is burning. So okay. the question that I have, Bob, is how do we go on the offensive to build Jesus's kingdom? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm, obviously you pondered this a bit, Chris. So uh, what are you seeing out there? And what, what kind of things do you feel that Christians can do to uh, put the fire out and light it up for Christ? Yeah, so let me, yeah, so, so let me tell you a quick story. Imagine that there's a kid, okay, and he wants to desperately be a magician, but he stinks. He stinks real bad. And he, he has a magician's book. But he reads the book, but he doesn't do anything that the book tells him to do. And he's like, well, why do I stink at it? Why are people not being able to like come into my flock and really love my magic tricks? Well, right. in the same way, why is it that we as Christians, we read the Bible and Jesus commands us to heal the sick, cleanse lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead. And we don't do it. But then yet we're like, well, why aren't our churches growing? And why is, why are people like not coming into faith is mm-hmm. because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we preach a, a gospel of power, but then we don't have any power and authority ourselves. And, you know, millennials in particular have fallen out of the faith as, as heavy as it can be. And so right. they don't, they want things that are genuine and that if yep. you genuinely bring them Jesus, they will genuinely fall in love and want to get into intimacy and relationship with God our Father. Well, you, so you hit something. Yeah, you hit, you hit a vein with me because I am really encouraging business leaders because that young generation is watching you. And if you're professing yourself to be a Christian, they're watching your walk. Now, nobody's perfect. I'm not. Chris, you know you're not. We're all works of, uh, you know, in progress for the Lord. But guess what? That's what they're looking at. For over two couple decades, they were getting a lot of talk one way and people walking in a different direction. So they're highly skeptical of anything to do with <clears throat> with faith or religion or anything. So uh, you said a mouthful there. It's about your actions. And you quoted it really well at the first part of the program, you know, go out there and spread the word, use words, uh, uh, spread the word, use words if necessary. It's actions that people see. 
I, I'm taking a little bit different view too, Chris. Yes, the world is burning, but the simple fact of it is through the season, the pandemic, I've seen this as a green field for Christians. I think this is a wonderful opportunity. And some statistics I've been reading, especially since churches had to go up and start uh, doing it online, you know, services, there have been more people now coming to the Lord that never even thought that they would never set foot in a church. Now are coming and attending, you know, some of the online services. So my belief is, is that we as Christians have a golden opportunity right now, because you think about it, during Christ's ministry, what was the world looking like, right? What was he really bringing, you know, the, the water of life to people, you know? And so I think that that is, uh, to your point, how do we do this? How do we energize the Christian community to really step out in faith and, uh, and really bring their faith with them to work? You know, God commands us to work with excellence, Right. You know, work is quoted more times in the Bible than worship, Chris. Yeah. And think about this. What did God do for the first six days? He worked. He created man to work alongside a man. What, what were the commands that he gave to Adam, right? That was the first job description. That's when you could take a put there, you know, with your uh, your service there, because that was the first one. Name my animals and, and till my garden, right? And then, of course, Christ. For You know, what was, what was he about? Who were the disciples? Who did he recruit? He recruited people from the marketplace, right? So I think that, you know, to my way of thinking right now, you're right. We've got, uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us, and you hit a nerve there with the, with the uh, millennials. Now, you're, you're dealing with a lot of that. So how are you helping when you look at this and, and you know, you're trying to help people uh, to understand, you know, your faith and, and, and being with Christ is really a life-giving what what do you see is is some of the things you've seen out there in the marketplace with uh, with the millennials? Yeah, so so I think that's where I was just saying, like you know, living that genuine and having that intimacy with God our Father, and and we had a we had a situation the other, just the other day where there was a woman that had a demonic manifestation that happened right outside her office. <clears throat> wow. And there was basically my wife, myself, uh, a millennial female, and, uh, you know, kind of like a, an older gentleman that was around this woman. And so we prayed for her. Uh, the the man, the her Uber driver that was there, that was the man, he prayed for mm-hmm. her in your traditional prayer, and she really just stood there lifeless. But then... When my wife asked me to pray, we just laid hands and, you know, commanded in the name of Jesus that any evil spirits, any spirits of addiction be broken right now in Jesus' name. As soon as I got done with that prayer, she snapped right out of it, Bob, and was like, oh, wow, like, where am I? She was laying unconscious with her eyes open on the sidewalk after like screaming her head off and then falling down by the wayside. And so... That woman, so it's this story is not even a well, first of all, when that when the ambulance came, that woman who had the demonic manifestation was staring at me, Bob. Like this is the first time that she's ever seen someone that's like that basically like is leaning in to the same way that Jesus was a beloved son of God and knowing that God wanted to do miracle signs and wonders through her. Like she experienced that power. Well then beyond that, though the young adult Catholic millennial that was there, let's just say her name's Shauna for 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 instance. Yeah. She 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 basically has been seeking out my wife and I because we work in the same building. She stopped mm. by her office to be like, basically like, will you be my spiritual mother and father and and minister wow. to me and walk alongside me? So that's why I was just saying that like millennials want to. 
Like if we really say that Jesus Christ is the beloved son of God and that he came to heal the sick, cleanse lepers, cast demons, raise the dead and sent us to do the same, then they want to see that. And they want to, they want to experience people that are so sold out for the gospel that they are moving in the same power that Jesus commanded his disciples to do. And when you do that, their hearts get set on fire for wanting to enter into the kingdom and be able to have that type of um, um, that type of intimacy and walk with Jesus. Yeah, I, I love that, Chris. Hey, look, uh, just real quickly, how do people get a hold of you if they want to know more about your business and, and obviously your ministry there? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, that's really, really simple. Our business is spiritmco.com. The spirit, M is in Mary, C is in Christ, O is in organization.com, spiritmco.com. Okay, that's great. And they and they can get out there and check you out. Uh, any special last words here for any of our uh, listeners out there as far as uh, uh, people that you're looking for or candidates or any of that kind of stuff that you're really uh, trying to fill right now? Um, yeah, so... So we are, we're actually looking to bring in a, a marketing manager for Spirit Consulting so okay. that my wife can fully leave to go do music ministry. So if you're talented in marketing and would like to, you know, help bring the kingdom into the marketplace, please, please apply. Oh, that's great. I love it. I can't believe we're out of time already, Chris. This is but We could have another hour in, uh, in talking with you because it's been terrific. Again, get out there in Texas at 312-210-0603 uh, with the keyword um, for podcasts, for Chris's podcast, virtuosity, and then also a keyword for uh, LVP for his prophetic praise uh, documents that we're going to give you. We'll give you the URLs for those. Uh, Chris, I can't thank you enough for being my special guest today. You, you've been terrific. And also, just keep it up, buddy. Uh, you know, I love what you're doing. I love your heart. And also the fact that you are truly, you know, walking with the Lord and trying to cre create a kingdom business. You're a great example to all of us as to what that looks like. Again, this is Bob Lambert, Faith Marketplace, uh, here every Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock. Uh, on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We hope that you'll join us again next Saturday at this time. And go out and check out faithmarketplace.com. we got lots of goodies and other things out there. So please check us out. We'll be back with you next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.